Good morning, everybody. Come on, let's worship the Lord together. Is anybody awake in the house today? Did you celebrate your moms this morning? Come on, good for you now.
give God some praise this morning. We praise him this morning on this beautiful Mother's Day. And we are so excited that you're here with us. We just want to say welcome to Dothan First. But look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. You can be seated. You can be seated. We're so excited about what God's going to do today, this Mother's Day. So, so to all the moms in the house, adopted, uh, biological, spiritual mothers in the house, if you've ever cared for somebody the way a mother does, we want to say happy Mother's Day to you. Can we give it up to all our moms this morning? I got a few here with me, some of my family. And uh, we just love the moms in the house, and we're so excited that you're here. Uh, for those of you that I haven't met yet, my name is Will Caesar. I'm the youth pastor here, and we just want to say welcome. And if we have first-time guests in the house, maybe you've been here for a few weeks and you haven't got connected, or this is your first Sunday and you're watching online, we just want to connect with you. But Dothan First, can we give it up for our first-time guests this morning? We're so excited, and uh, there's a few ways that we would love for you to get connected with us. You can scan the QR code on the screen by taking out your smart device right now, or you can text D1TEXT to 84576. And oh, there's a number of things that we want you to do, but even if you're here in person, you can grab the Connect card from the seat back in front of you. Please fill that out with as much information as you don't mind us having. And then at the end of service, we would love to give you a chance to introduce you to some of our leadership team. So hold on to that Connect card, or if you fill out online or uh, D1 text, come meet us in our guest reception. It's gonna be on my left, uh, at my, your left as you exit. It's gonna be a room that says that. Please bring that in there. We wanna exchange it for a gift and just welcome you for be, uh, being with us today. Can we give it up for our guests one more time? And as you've seen that there were a number of things on there as well, so please, we want to encourage you to sign up for Grow Track Baptism, take any of those next steps. Uh, one other important thing, we just started Grow Track one last Wednesday, so you still have time to jump into Grow Track two this Wednesday coming up, but please do that. Also, we want to tell you that next Sunday, somebody say next Sunday, is graduation Sunday. This is celebration month. Can we give it up for the next generation? We're so excited for these young people graduating. Uh, there'll be some college graduates, some high school seniors, mostly high school seniors, but uh, we just want to take a time out of our service to honor and celebrate them, not only for their accomplishments, but families because of your accomplishment. You help raise them and help push them through. So uh, please be here next Sunday for graduation Sunday. And then another important thing we want to tell you about this next generation is that we have chocolate covered strawberries for sale in the lobby. Uh, I jokingly said this to pastors Mark and Michelle this morning, uh, but if you buy, uh, buy some strawberries, you can potentially save a soul. So we're trying to send kids to camp. Uh, please buy as many of those as you can. Uh, we have a special today, two for $40. And it's not just a dozen. There are 16 chocolate-covered strawberries in each of these. So please, if you forgot to get your mom or the lady in your life that's a mom for Mother's Day something special, you can do that today so you can give her something and partner with our young people to help send these students to camp uh, by covering registration and some of our bus fees for transportation. But we would love for you to partner with us. And then last but not least, we would encourage you to follow us on social media, on any of our platforms. I know you're sitting in the house today, but again, you can still partner with us in helping us expand our reach by sharing this service right now, because I am certain that there are moms all across this nation, all across this world that need to hear a life-giving message of hope and transformation. So please partner with us through uh, social media. And uh, we just, we're so excited for today. It's going to be a special day. Uh, we have some moms uh, in the house, a mom in particular, the uh, Miss Caroline Butler. She's going to come right now and we're going to give away something special to the ladies in the house. Y'all give it up for her as she comes. Thank you. Hey y'all. Good morning. Um, my 
My name is Caroline Butler, and this is my oldest daughter, Adeline Butler, Adeline Ruth Butler. Um, Addie, what do you want to tell everybody today? Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all of you special mamas here today. We are so happy that you're here. Um, being a mother is the hardest job I've ever had, but it is so rewarding, and I'm so thankful. Um, what? I'm getting emotional. Anyways. Um, so me and Addie came up here because we are going to announce the Mother's Day giveaway. You were right. They do get stuck in your hair. <laughs> uh, so one special mama is going to win a mini photo session with my very talented friend, Hannah Tharp. So Addie is going to reach in this bowl. Let me stir it up. So pick out one card and then hand it to Mama. All right, let me see. So, Andrea, Jeff, is she in here? Oh, there she is. She's upstairs. Yay! So you get some beautiful photos of you and your babies and those new babies. So we are so excited for you. Thank you all. I got all this for you. You got so many things to carry. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. And what a treat for Mother's Day. What a joy it is to celebrate with you and your family. And we're just delighted that you chose to worship God with us here today. We pray you feel the presence of Almighty God in the house, but also the relationship and friendship that we build here at Dothan First with one another. We're so thankful that you're here today on Mother's Day. And uh, in a little while, you're gonna be able to hear from my wife, Michelle. She's gonna be sharing the Word of God. It's gonna be amazing. And, uh, but right now, this is the time where we get to give unto the Lord. How many are grateful God blessed you? Come on, He's been good to you. He's been faithful. And we're gonna take a moment uh, and pray over our time of giving. You can see on the screens the various ways to give. We're not going to pass the plate, but we want to just give opportunity for you to partner with us and with the Lord to see people one to Jesus Christ all over the world. That's our heartbeat. That's our mission. That's our mandate. And we take it seriously. We're going to take a moment and pray right now over our time of giving. And before we do, I'm going to invite our elders, your elders, to make their way toward our three stations of prayer today. And uh, after our prayer time over the offering, we're going to worship the Lord together in song. And as we do, you can receive prayer for any need you may have, if it's spiritual, if it's physical, if it's financial, whatever it may be today. Your elders are waiting, ready to receive you in prayer. They'll be back here at this exit sign and back here by the exit sign and upstairs in the balcony right over here. If you need prayer for any reason... Maybe you just need prayer for a family member or a friend, whatever it may be. We're partnering with you to believe God that there's miracles in the house today. Let's take time and pray over this time of giving. Lord, thank you for the opportunity that we get to worship you by giving. And now I pray a strategic blessing over each and every person today on this special Mother's Day celebration. And we pray that you would go above and beyond, Lord Jesus, to meet needs in the house. As we stretch our faith out to you, I pray, pour back toward us, Lord, in miracle results. 
And I do pray a blessing to be released over these, your people, on this special day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you stand up and worship God with us in song? Let's believe God for miracles, and you can go stretch your faith out as you go toward the elders to receive prayer today.
over every enemy, over every darkness, over every stronghold. Lord, we know your name holds all power, all authority. Our trust is in you, Lord. Our trust is in you, Jesus. Lord, we know with you there is no failure.
haven't experienced the faithfulness of God, then you haven't been looking closely enough. God's faithfulness has brought us through time and time again. And today I feel like it's just a good reminder that as we look at the faithfulness of motherhood and all that it represents, we recognize the significant faithfulness of our God. 
who loves us with an everlasting love. And today, as we experience that faithfulness and as we remind ourselves of his goodness, I just feel like it would be, it would be right if we just take a moment and as, if you would just close your eyes for just another moment and I'm gonna pray. But as I do, I want you to think back over moments of faithfulness where the Lord has protected, he's provided, he's been faithful, he's been good to you. Can you just take a moment as I'm praying and just think back over your life, over the goodness of God. Lord, we say thank you as we look back at all that you've done, all that your hand has provided. Lord, you've been so good and so faithful. And today, Lord, we even recognize that at times when we've been faithless, you've been faithful. And so, God, we can't thank you enough. We simply recognize that, Lord, your hand has been upon us. It's guided us. It's brought us comfort and peace. And today, Lord, I just speak the name of Jesus over every household, every family, that in Jesus' name, that your, your name would be the legacy that's lifted up generation after generation. And it's in Jesus' matchless name we pray it all. Amen. 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 Turn to your neighbor and say, God has been faithful. <laughs> Amen. You can be seated. Oh, what a beautiful spirit in this house today. I'm honored to be able to, in just a few moments, invite Mother Superior of this household, the First Lady of this house, uh, Pastor Michelle Benson, uh, pastor in her own right. Um, she's not only earned the title by credential and by education, uh, but by revelation and by calling. And so I'm delighted to be able to, in just a few moments, turn this podium over to my wife, Michelle. She's such a blessing to my life and to our family. I couldn't be more blessed to have a woman of God that prays diligently and faithfully and daily over my life and over my family, over my children, but then also to be able to have her speak blessing over my life. And you get the opportunity to be a part of that as well as she speaks over you today. Um, but we, I got a little something special for her. And Griffin, you've got it right underneath your seat. So uh, I'm not going to have you come up because you'll be coming up in just a moment. Uh, but present you with a little something special, some flowers, uh, just to remind you of how beautiful you are. So Griffin, you can go ahead and just hand it to her. And uh, take a moment. Can you just thank God for her? We love you. So blessed by you, sweetie. And um, as I said, in just a few moments, she's going to be sharing with you the word of God, and it's going to be a powerful message. I hope you get out uh, paper and pencil and begin to take notes to hear what the Lord is saying through her, because I believe it's going to be strategic for your future and for generations that come up behind you. But before we get there, we got something very special. We got a special reveal today, a Mother's Day surprise, a Mother's Day reveal, and uh, it's for all the ladies in the house. So if you would do us a favor, turn your attention toward the screens as we have a special reveal on Mother's Day today. Go ahead and take a look. Can you feel it? There's something stirring deep in your soul that's longing for more, more than where you are now, more than the same routine day in and day out. Can you feel it? The Spirit of the Lord is moving. 
Dead things are coming back to life, signs and wonders revealing that the time is near. Awake, O sleeper, it's time to prepare the way. No longer can you stay hidden in the darkness, for you are a people of the light. You have been called. You have been chosen for such a time as this. Can you feel it? A fresh wind is coming. It's time to awaken. and give a huge round of applause to my wife, Michelle Benson. All right. You can be seated. But I am so excited, ladies. Where's the ladies in the house today? All right, listen to me. Mark your calendars, October 6th and 7th. You do not want to miss this time together. This is going to be a powerful, powerful weekend. We've got many, thing plan many things planned. We will reveal those as the months get closer. But the speaker, Pastor Christine Gard, I'm telling you, if you don't know her, look her up. Um, you're going to be in for a, an amazing, amazing treat. And let me just say this, October 6th and 7th, it seems so far away, but it will be here before you know it. Mark your calendars. And I've already looked at the Alabama and the Auburn uh, football schedule. Yes, I know. I'm all extra like that. Auburn has an, uh, like a no game, and um, Alabama is just playing – Nobody, and I don't want to say that because I got an Alabama cheerleader in here right now, but it is an away game in Texas. So mark your calendars to be here. But today I want to give you this highlight special because for one week only, beginning today, go ahead and get your smartphones out and for this QR code, and it's $30. That is going to be a deal because I promise you we are going to have to charge because there's uh, fees for the food and um, the, the specialty drinks and also the, um, the speaker and the different vendors that we're going to be having in. So please, today, go ahead and sign up for it. This is something that you will want to invite your friends, your moms, your coworkers to. It's going to be a fabulous, amazing, powerful weekend. Awaken October 6th and 7th. Thank you all so much you can take it off the screen so well guys I'm gonna tell you that I'm gonna have to put my glasses on okay because once you turn 50 you can't really uh, there I can see yeah okay Don thank you buddy thank you for cheering for me so today is Mother's Day, and again, happy Mother's Day. And I know for some people it's a bittersweet. I know for me, uh, Mother's Day um, is very bittersweet. It's sweet because I am a mom, and I feel blessed that I am able to wear the mantle of a mom and uh, raise three soldiers for the kingdom of Christ 
and it's been an amazing honor for me. I have three adult children now, and that's a whole nother uh, season, and all of you on here, you know what I'm talking about. I love it. Um, I will say that my girls aren't here today, uh, but my boy is, and they always wonder why he's, they say he's my favorite, and I don't know why. I'm just kidding. But they've, uh, <laughs> I'll see my, both of my girls um, in a, another week or so. And Cameron called me and prayed over me this morning, and I'll talk to my tailor this um, afternoon. But um, Griffin's here. Thank you, son. We know. Yeah, I got you. Venmo later, buddy. You know what I'm saying? But I love having adult children for, for many reasons. But uh, one thing is because they become like your best friends. There's something about sitting across the table from your adult children and talking to them with a cup of coffee. And like you're looking at them like, you are so intelligent. You must have had an amazing mother. <laughs> but it's so fun to be friends with your children. Now, you will always be their mom, and you will always know best and better. Uh, but um, they are fun to uh, have as adults. And they also, my husband mentioned this a couple of months ago. It's really, really cool when your kids can actually buy you a gift with their own money. Right? Youngs of, moms of young littles, just wait. It's coming. And then the husbands in the house said, Whew, Right? I love my girls. They always pick me out a gift, um, which I noticed a trend. They, I mean, they pick me out gifts that are very trendy, very cool, whatever they saw on the latest makeup, skincare, YouTube. They buy it for me. And then I, it comes with a little tagline that says, oh, and if you don't want that, you can just give it to me. Or if you get tired of that, you can pass it to me. And I wondered why I would get, and this is a joke in our house, I'm like opening a gift from Cameron, and I'm like, thank you, Cameron, for this extra, extra small shirt. <laughs> oh, my gosh, you wear an extra, extra small, Cameron. I'm just kidding. She does great. So, my son is very intentional with his gifts, okay? He's very intentional. Like, he uh, will, he's very he, t he pays attention to details. He just got me, I think it was for my birthday, a cup, a smoothie cup, because he got tired of, I didn't even know he noticed this, but I lost my favorite smoothie cup, because I do a smoothie every day, I lost the top. So I was like, just not going to go buy another one, right? So I, every day I was putting plastic wrap over it and sticking a straw in it. And so he got tired of seeing that, and so he bought me a great smoothie cup. And he's like, yeah, because I got tired of you, like, wasting all of our plastic wrap on that. So anyways, I am honored and um, just so proud of my kids and who they are. So it is sweet. Mother's Day is sweet to me because I have children, and they um, honor me. But I will be honest with you, it's... Uh, it's bitter because, like some of you out there, my mom is not with me anymore. She has been in heaven for 17 years now, and um, I miss her. And I, I know many of you out here can relate to that. And there's something about Mother's Day that even in the hustle of the bustle and the um, celebration of me, 
there's something inside of me that misses her. And I, I noticed, too, that I always miss her on my birthday or when it gets close to my birthday. I don't know if anybody in here can relate to that. But one day I was talking to the Lord, and I was like, why is it? Because subconsciously I would start missing her on my birthday. And I felt the Holy Spirit said, because you have been with your mother since conception, because we believe that life begins at conception. So you have been with your mother since conception. So that whole missing and that whole longing, there's part of her DNA is in you. So you miss her on the day of your birth. So anyways, I, I do miss her. And I wish that all of you could have known her. I think she would have loved each and every one of you and loved this church and loved this city. And I think of her a lot. And I learned a lot from her. I learned how to cook, use an iron, a cast iron skillet. Yep. Um, I learned how to keep house. I learned how to be faithful and loyal, how to finish what you start, because there were no quitters in this house, and it didn't matter if I wanted to give up or st quit something. I couldn't until it was the end of the season, because there's no quitters in the house, right? But what I can tell you this morning and what I want to hone in on this morning is what I've learned most from my mother, something that has carried me through over the years is that my mother taught me how to pray and how important that time with the Lord is. She would pray about everything, her family. She would pray for others. She would pray for finances. She would pray for healings. You know, there was, um, it was nothing for me to have people I didn't know at my house a lot. My parents owned, uh, the business that they owned was a flower shop, gift shop. And so she would see people all the time, all throughout the week. And we would have, she would invite them over. Um, every holiday we had someone at my house, a widow someone who uh, was in need or had no family, which that taught me a lot. But she also prayed for people that she didn't even know hardly. I remember one specific uh, time that there was a family that I did not know that came in with their 14-month-old, about a year and a half old baby to my house. And this baby had been battling cancer and so she had called the pastor over. She called the deacon board over, anointed this baby with oil. The family didn't even know the Lord, but they were so desperate. They were so desperate to see their baby healed that they were willing to do whatever. So they were in my home, and my mother got to minister to them. So it was nothing to have people. And we always, they, she always did it in the dining room area. And I think it's because there were lots of seats at our table. And so everybody could have a seat. And there were times that I would wake up in the mornings and my mom would be sitting at the breakfast table and she would have her Bible out and she would be praying. Sometimes it was out loud, dear Lord, thank you for your many blessings. I don't deserve them, but you, oh God, are an awesome God. And sometimes it would just be silent. She would just be 
sitting there with the Bible open, with her eyes closed. I knew not to bother her. And then there were some mornings, a lot of mornings, that I would wake up and... I'm going to be honest, I thought maybe the rapture had come because I didn't know where everybody was. So I'd find her in her room, knelt by the bed, praying to God, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to need you to move, Lord God. I surrender my will to you, and I trust you, and ask God that you move in this circumstance. And then there were some days... That maybe I saw her just sitting on the bed and she was just crying. Some days she would just say, Jesus, 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 over and over. And I'm going to be honest and open with you this morning. There were a lot of Saturday mornings in my teenage years that I woke up with a hangover because I had been out doing what I knew that I shouldn't have been doing. And I heard my mother walking back and forth, praying for me. Dear God, remove that crowd of friends from her. Dear Lord, that she will know who she is. God, that you would get her away from all evil. Lord, that you would keep your hand of protection upon her. And I knew, I knew, and I'm going to be honest, it made me mad. But that is what I saw and I heard. It didn't matter the place she prayed. It didn't matter the position that she prayed. What mattered was it was the humbleness of her posture of her heart. That she was spending time with her creator. The only one that could fulfill her. The only one that could move the mountains that she needed to be moved. It was the posture of saying, I worship you, Lord. I need you. I trust you. I surrender my wants and my needs to you. As you know, God, what's best for me. When I was about nine years old, it was about fourth grade, nine or ten years old, I went to, um, with my sweet neighbor, Susan Green, to her Baptist church, and she had a, they had Awana. How many of you know what Awana is? I loved going to Awana with the Greens on Monday nights because, um, well, they played competitive sport, Olympic-type sports there each week, and they had some great snacks. And the snacks never underestimate generic Oreos and Kool-Aid, red Kool-Aid. And so I know uh, that was before we knew that the red dye was so bad for us. That's why we were all bouncing off the walls, but we loved it. But each week um, after we played the games, we would all stand in the gym, and there would be a brief devotion take place and then they would have um, a call for who wanted to get saved who give their life to the Lord and um, I'll be honest with you I raised my hand often I raised my hand often at my Assembly of God church growing up too 
I think I was so saved that I was probably the safest person in elementary school. But I wanted to be sure. But one particular Monday night, um, they had given the devotion and given the call of who wants to give their life to the Lord. And I raised my hand. And then once you raise your hand, they take you to a back room. As I'm saying that, that sounds really weird, doesn't it? Okay, okay. They take you to go to a prayer room. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh. Hey, you never know these days. Things are creepy. But um, I remember going in the back room, sitting at the little Sunday school table with the little chairs in Lakeview Baptist Church, and there was a, one of my favorite Awana teachers. Her name was Miss Fleming, and Miss Fleming was a cross between Miss um, Garrett from Facts of Life. How many of you remember old school Facts of Life? And um, a, she kind of looked like Miss Frizzle from um, Magic School Bus. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, so y'all get this picture. She was precious. She was quiet. She was so conservative. She was very gentle. I loved her. We were bouncing off the walls from the red Kool-Aid, and she would still be like, class, I need you to be quiet. So Mrs. I was going to say Mrs. Frizzle, but Mrs. Fleming was back there to meet me in the Sunday school room, and she led me into um, another uh, prayer of salvation. And she said, okay, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I make you, I make you Lord. I make you Lord. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And then she looks at me and she says, okay, now I want you to pray. Now, y'all, I am not exaggerating when I, but I'm about to tell you this really happened. She says, now I want you to pray. And I prayed something like this. Devil, I know that you are in this room, and I am here to tell you you have no authority over me. I plead the blood of Jesus over myself and my family because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, and there is no circumstances that you can bring to me that will break me because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and I plead the blood of Jesus, and I'm saying to you, devil, you have to leave this room. And I remember it because I thought about it over the years because when I, and I said, amen. And, and I, I opened my eyes. And this is why it was so significant to me. I opened my eyes and Miss Fleming had this panic look on her face. She was so, and I remember thinking, did I do something wrong? But like I said, I've thought of that often in my life. And the older I've gotten, I really think that Miss Fleming was looking stunned because she was seeing if the devil was running out of the room or not. But I learned to pray like that from my mother. I had heard her in warfare over my family from my mother. 
the other day I was taking a prayer walk. <clears throat> I love to do that. I do that often because I like to get my steps in and I like to pray. And I pray for many of you on my prayer walk. But I was having a conversation with the Lord, which is honestly where this message was birthed out of. And I was talking to the Lord about a couple of things because I had been asking him for something for years now. And in the natural eye, I have not seen it. And so I was talking to the Lord and I said, Lord, do you hear me? Is what I am praying matter to you? Is it making a difference? Is it really working? Now, I want to tell you something before you get all holy on me. All of you in this room can relate to what I'm saying. Because my spirit knew the answer, but my soul was tired. My soul is exhausted. So I said, Lord, is it really working? Is it making a difference? And this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. You are walking in the very things that your mom prayed over you. I am answering the prayers that she prayed over you and your family and your kids and your husband and the future of whatever he has for you. And you are walking in it because your mother prayed and believed. And even though she has been gone 17 years, he continues to answer those prayers. Our prayers continue, and that's the title of my message, is to be continued. Because let me tell you something, church, this morning. Our prayers never die. Did you know that your prayers are seeds? That if we pray in faith... That the seeds, the prayers that we pray are seeds that will be, that will impact generation after generation. They will affect our kids. They will affect our grandkids and our great grandkids and on and on and on. Everything that you pray. E.M. Bounds says this. Prayers are deathless. They outlive the lives of those who utter them. They live on. Even after we're gone, even after we're gone, they live on. Our prayers continue. First John 5, 14, 15 says this. This is the confidence we have in approaching God that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, a lot of times we want to just take if we ask anything. But the word says if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. That is a promise. Okay? The word, does, the word says if we ask anything in his name, he will answer us. He doesn't say when he'll answer us. That's a word for somebody. But he says he will answer it if we pray according to his will. We must never forget that God isn't bound by time. The time like we are. We only see the moment and God sees the whole thing. He is the alpha and the omega, omega, the beginning and the end. So we may see from A to B, but he knows A to Z. And the purpose for his, is, is for his kingdom to come. 
His will be done. And in our little minds of human, thank God he doesn't have my IQ. Because I don't get it. I'm be honest with you. I don't understand. And if I was God, some of y'all might not be here today. I'm scared. I'm a kid. And probably that one on the front row right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but our prayers may be the foundation of the next generation's purpose or generations to come. Our prayers have ageless impact, and God will always fulfill his promises, just not on our time scale. His, t- his timing isn't ours. Listen, church, I want to tell you something, something very important. It seems so simple, but it is a challenge to us Christ followers. And I want to talk to you this morning about how important, how vital our prayer life is. It is our connection to God. It's how we get to know him. It's how we feel his peace. It's how we overcome. It's how we get strength, our strength that we need to, to move on in his presence. Prayer is a relationship with God. Listen, it is not just a monologue of me giving him my Santa Claus list. Prayer is a dialogue where he speaks back to you. Church, God has made a way for us to have communication with him, the creator of the universe. Do you know how big that is? This is the heart of our heavenly father for us to spend time with him. If you read the Bible from beginning to end, you will see over and over and over, even after his people turned their backs on him, even after the people had forgotten what he had done for them, he continues to make a way. He continues to pursue us. He continues to want to talk with us. He continues to want to have a relationship with us. Even whatever happened in the Garden of Eden, He made a way for us to have communion with him. He said, over my dead body, will I not make a way for my children to walk and talk with me? Because of the cross, we can. Amen? Hebrews 4.16 says this, Let us then feel very sure, not somewhat sure, but very sure that we can come before God's throne where there is grace. There we can see mercy and grace to help us when we need it. Listen, Jesus spent a lot of time talking to his followers about prayer. He encouraged them to pray. He taught them to pray. He told them parables about prayer because praying is, was probably the most important thing that a follower of Jesus needs to do. Listen, if it's important to God, it better be important to us. The disciples asked Jesus, now listen to this. The disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. They could have asked him, teach us how to cast out demons. Teach us how to do miracles. But they asked him, teach us how to pray. Why? 
Why did they ask him that? Because they saw the importance and they saw the priority that Jesus had in his life for prayer. And they also saw that all of the miracles and the signs and the wonders came out of his time with the Father. Because what did he say? I will do nothing that my Father tells me not to do. But Michelle, I hear what you're saying about prayer, and I agree. But I just am not seeing any answers to prayers that I'm asking for. And I know this morning, church, we all have our own journey. We all are asking God for something. So I don't know where you are, but I can tell you that he knows where you are. And it's hard not to get impatient. It's hard not to give up. But let me tell you what Jesus told us to do when we're in that season. Luke 11, 5 through 8. This is what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said right after he taught the disciples the, Father's, uh, the Lord's Prayer. Right after this, listen to this. This is Jesus talking. It's in red. Then, teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight, wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. And you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, hey, don't bother me. The door is locked for the night, and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you, but I tell you this. This is Jesus. I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he will get up, and he'll give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Shameless persistence. Everybody say that. Shameless persistence. So why did Jesus tell us this? Why did Jesus tell this parable? Because he knew that there were going to be times that we continue to pray but not see answers. And he is saying, be persistent. I hear you. Be persistent. Keep knocking. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Matthew 7, 7 says this, keep on asking and you will receive it. What will you, you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. You know, so many times we want, we want the promise. God's given us the promise and we want that. But a lot of us, including myself, I want to go ahead and be in the promised land. But here in the middle is the process. Here in the middle is where the work is done. Here in the middle is when God can get a hold of our spirit and our hearts and transform us. In the process, that's where we many of us want to give up. If God doesn't give us what we want, when we want, then we get disappointed and we say, forget it. God's not going to do it, but, but Jesus says, Keep asking. But let me take this a little deeper. The process or the waiting period is an invitation 
for us to come closer to the one who loves us. To draw, the word says, draw near to me and I will draw near to, to you. Getting to know him is part of the process. Communicating with him, letting him love on you and giving you strength as you wait. The process is where we are transformed. It's where we surrender who we are and how we want him to answer us and get closer to him. For the process of transformation to occur, a seed must grow in darkness and solitude. How many of you would say sometimes that waiting period can feel very dark? It can feel very lonely. You may feel like you're in a dark place this morning because your prayers are not being answered. But a seed can look buried, but it's simply just planted. And while we're waiting, we may experience suffering. But in that time, that's when God will develop, if we let him, our character, our integrity, and builds a firm foundation of our faith. John Ortberg said this, What God does in us while we wait is as important as what we are waiting for. In the process is where we grow to trust him. It's putting our faith in action. And as you wait, he will give you strength. I cannot tell you how many times my mother prayed for my dad. Over and over and over, even when in natural eye, it looked like there was going to be no change. She would gather us girls. We would go to the altar. We would pray for daddy. We would pray for him at the dining room table when he was already gone to, to work. We would pray many, many times. She would not give up. Even when, listen to this, people counseled her to leave him. Now, I'm not telling you right now, listen to my heart. I'm not talking, there was no abuse in the situation. You hear what I'm saying without saying it? But my mother knew that God had given her a promise, so she did not give up. And I can tell you, she felt worn down. She felt tired. There are many times that I've heard her out of her bedroom say, Why? How long, Lord? How long? And she kept knocking, she kept seeking. She kept pursuing. She kept asking. And I can tell you today that my dad's in heaven because 30 years of persistence and prayer brought him there. And I can, yeah, that's enough to praise the Lord, right? Now, 30 years seems a long time. And the things that I'm asking the Lord for, I'm like, let's please don't wait 30 years. Please. But I trust him because it's about his kingdom work, not about what Michelle wants to see, but about what he wants. Persistence in prayer. We are called to be persistent in prayer and surrender to the process of becoming who God wants us to be. And this morning, I want to say to you, don't give up. I don't know who you are today. It may be multiple of you, but I felt this strongly in my spirit as I was making my notes don't give up. I want you to keep knocking. I want to encourage you to keep pursuing and keep declaring that the devil will not have your family, that the devil will not have your business, that the devil will not have your marriage. Be persistent and do not give up. Amen? Amen. Yes. I think that needs a...
But listen, what I'm about to say to you, I want you to listen closely. Because some of us in this room have the wrong mindset about God. T.W. Tozer said this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Listen. All of us have a picture of who we think God is. The question is, is it accurate? If we get God wrong, everything else is off. It's important that we get this right. Does our image of God really reflect who he is? I want you to ask yourself this. Why? Because who we internally think God is will not only determine our destiny, our identity, our reality, but it will determine how we go to him in prayer or how we will not go to him in prayer. I need you to listen to this this morning. What comes to mind when you think about God? If you think about God as a mad, sourpuss God, rather than a God who is rejoicing over you with singing, then you're going to relate to God the wrong way. Let me ask you a couple questions this morning, and I really want you to think about it. When you think about God, what expression is God wearing on his face? Is he frowning? Is he smiling? What about his body posture? Is his arms folded, leaning back? Or is his arms open wide, leaning in? What about his voice, the tone in his voice? Is it a vindictive voice? Or is it the most loving, most caring, most gentle, gentle yet powerful voice that you've ever heard? How you see God will determine how you approach him. Let me say that again. How you see God will determine how you approach him, how you will run from him or how you will run to him. If you see God as someone who is always disappointed in you, someone who's waiting for you to mess up, or someone that you cannot please, you have the wrong perception of him. And listen to me this morning. I am not saying that God winks at sin. Please do not misunderstand what I'm saying. But what I'm saying to you this morning, that if you have a perception of God, that you have to be perfect, and he's mad every time you mess up, you have a wrong perception of God. I'll tell you really quick a little story about me. I had been saved five years walking with the Lord after my mother prayed me into the kingdom. But I walked around in fear and anxiety because I was afraid that if I did wrong, God was going to be disappointing in me. 
that God was always ready to rebuke me. That if I did this, then sin would be cast on me and sickness would be cast on me. I walked around. I was saved, but I was still bound. Hear what I'm saying? I was operating out of performance. And let me tell you what performance will do. Operating out of performance will bring bondage. Because if you perform well, it can lead to pride. But if you don't perform well, it will lead to condemnation. And that had a chokehold in my life. Legalism, spirit of religion, God had to break it off of me that I would see him as a loving father who was for me. Not waiting on me like little bunny foo-foo hopping through the forest, scooping up the field mice, waiting to bop him on the head. He was not that kind of God. It set me free. It set me free. Listen, if the devil can't have your soul, he'll distress it. I want you this morning, whatever your thoughts were when we talked about your perception of the Lord, I want you to ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit what perception you have of the Lord and where the root of it came from. And I want you to pray that thing off of yourself. Ask him to show you where your view of him got off tracks, where you came into agreement with a lie. Now, I want to kind of move a little bit directions for just a minute. 1 John 5.14 says this. We're going to go back to the verse that we just read. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. He what? He what? He hears us. Listen, an attribute of God is not something that God does. An attribute of God is, uh, is something that God is. For example, God doesn't just love. God is love. That's right. There are over 400 names in the Bible for God. And this is key. Each one of those names is a character of who God is, a characteristics of who God is. It's who he is. He is the God who hears. El Shama. Listen to this. Shama means to listen intelligently. Do you know that God knows you better than you know you? He hears what you are really thinking. He knows what you are really feeling in a way that is beyond what you can even understand. Is that not amazing? He listens intelligently. He listens closely. This is a God who leans in and he just doesn't hear our words. Listen to this. He hears your heart. Before a word is even on my tongue, you hear it, Lord. You know it completely. He knows you inside and out. He is the God who hears. He's not just an all-seeing eye. He's an all-hearing God. He is the God who speaks beyond what you can hear and the God who hears beyond what you can speak. Let me say that again. He is the God who speaks beyond what you can hear and the God who hears beyond what you can speak. There is so much going on in our world today. Heaviness, pain, suffering, killings, tragedy, 
offense, cancel culture, everything. Things are so heavy. I spoke to one of our police officers a few, uh, here in Dothan a few months back and asked him, what, what is the major thing going on in here in the, our city? He's like, kids are killing kids. 12, 13, 14-year-old shooting. And I've had some conversations with some of you out there lately, and you're really going through it. It's heavy stuff. It's heartbreaking. But yet there's a God who has sustained you, the God that will never leave you or forsake you. Listen to me. Sometimes I get so heavy in my spirit over, yeah, what's happening in our world, what's happening in our city, what's happening in relationships. I get so heavy, I don't even have the words to know how to even pray. And when that happens, this is the two things that I do. God gives the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And when I feel heavy in my spirit, sometimes the last thing that I want to do is worship. Am I by myself this morning? Y'all get me? That's the last thing. But I've learned that when I begin to give God the sacrifice of praise, that God puts on me, God puts praise on me, and the spirit of heaviness lifts. And I learned that what was overwhelming me, I can now overcome. And I give God the praise because He inhabits the praises of people. And when I don't know what to do or say, which is very often, how many of you can relate to that? Have you prayed for something over and over that you don't even have the words to say? When that happens, I pray in the Spirit. I pray in the Spirit because I just don't have the words. And you want to know something? When I do, I'm in, a, I'm in, in a sense, I'm just doing what God does for us. I want you to get this. Do you realize today that there is a God that just doesn't, He doesn't just hear us. He, he doesn't just hear our groanings. There is a God who groans for us. Romans 8, and I want you to write this down. We're not going to have it on the screen. I'm going to start going a little bit quicker. But I want you to go back because if you ever feel lonely, if you ever feel like you're the only one that is praying for something, listen to this. Long before you woke up this morning and long after you go to bed, the Spirit of God is interceding for you. For word with wordless groans. And he is not the only one. The Bible tells us that Jesus, the advocate, is at the right hand of the Father, interceding for us. Do you know what that means? Two-thirds, two-thirds of the Godhead are interceding for you today. To the other third of our heaven, who is our Heavenly Father. I want you to let that sink in. I remember when my mother passed away. And I was so grieved. And I was on the floor crying out to him, Who is going to pray for me now? Who is going to war for me now? And this is where the Holy Spirit took me, to Romans 8. I want you to look that up. Because he's for you. He's praying for you. He is with you. He's praying with you. He hears you. And one more thing as I bring this to a close, and I want the worship team to come, please. 
God does not hear us based on volume. God does not hear us based on vocabulary. He doesn't care if you're praying the King James or the NIV. He hears your heart. It's important that you understand that this morning. He hears the pain and he hears the suffering that you cannot put into words. How many of you have been there? I don't even have the words. When my sister passed away, I had a really dark season. I was pastor's wife, and I couldn't even go to church. Just being real for you, with you. I was in a dark season, grieving. And I noticed that I walked around sighing a lot. How many of you can relate to what I'm saying right now? And I realized, I realized that sighing is a physical release in our body. But it's also a prayer language. And this is when I discovered Psalm 5.1. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my sighing. In the New Living Translation, it says, Oh, Lord, hear me as I pray. Pay attention to my groaning. He hears our groans. He groans for us. Is that not amazing? This is the God that we serve. Now I want to take it a little step further. We can put those images on the screen. Does anyone know what these are? They kind of look like snowflakes, right? But they're not. But they're as, as unique as snowflakes. They are four images of tears captured by the Danish artist Maurice Mickers. After they crystallized, he took a photomicrograph of them. There are three primary types of tears, base tears. They lubricate the eyes, reflex tears, and they're caused by irritants like onions, and emotional tears. Are you ready for this? Listen up. Because we are, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Emotional tears have extra ingredients. They include the stress hormone, prolactin, and a natural painkiller, leucine and keflin. And I'm sorry if I said that wrong, but just know that there's a natural painkiller in our emotional tears when we cry. But regardless of what type of tear they are, they are as unique as snowflakes are. Are you ready for this? Go ahead and put up the other slide. There's tears of grief right there in the left corner. Tears of change. Onion tears. And tears of joy. 
laughing tears. Let's leave those up for just a moment, guys, in the back. And I'm wrapping it up. Listen to this. John 11.35. Jesus wept. It's the shortest verse in the Bible, but it speaks volume. What is interesting to me about that scripture is that those tears that Jesus cried were unnecessary because Jesus knew what he was going to do. He knew he was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. But oh, this is a God who can't not cry for us. This is a God who can't not feel with us. This is a God who collects our tears in a bottle. Psalm 56, 8 says this. You have seen me tossing and turning through the night. Who can relate to that? You have collected all of my tears and preserved them in your bottle. You have recorded every one of them in your book. In ancient Rome, there were bottles called tear catchers. Those who mourned literally filled these bottles with tears and they placed them on tombs of people uh, that had passed away as symbols of love. And the more tears that were in the bottle, the more beloved that person was. Did you know that the average person tears of an average person in a year is 15 to 30 gallons. Every tear God is collecting them. Every last one of them. He knows the ones that you have cried emotional over grief or suffering. And he says that he keeps them in a bottle. They're precious to him. He hears your groans. He collects your tears. He knows your voice and he loves your voice. He longs to spend time with you. He loves you. Listen to me today, church. We serve a God who hears us no matter the place, no matter the position that we pray. We serve a God that hears our hearts. He hears our prayers. We serve a God that is saying, don't give up. Keep knocking. Keep asking. Keep seeking. Don't lose heart. I'm working even when you can't see with your natural eyes. We serve a God that even when there is an empty chair at the family gatherings, those tears, those prayers, they live on in the people who are gathered at this table because prayers never die. They continue. He is faithful, guys. He is faithful. And I want you to just bow your head, if you will, this morning with me. Father, I thank you that this morning that you are a God who hears us. 
I ask you, God, to awaken in our spirits the spirit of prayer that you would burn within us, God, that we would want to pursue you and be in your presence, Lord, where we are changed, where we are transformed. God, that you would give us the strength to wait as we are walking through the process, waiting for an answer prayer. Now, I want everybody's heads bowed and every eye closed, please, because I'm feeling this strong in my spirit this morning as I was praying over this service today. There may be some of you in this morning, this morning that can relate to everything that I talked about this morning, about waiting on God to answer. And maybe you have even gone as far as being really disappointed and angry with God because He has not answered your prayer. But I want to say something over you today. That first of all, God's not afraid of your anger. He's not afraid of your questions. He wants to love you through it. He wants to walk you through it. So I want you by the uplifted hands to just say, Pastor Michelle, I want you to pray for me. Because I am struggling. I'm struggling to understand. I'm struggling to have faith. I'm struggling to have persistence. And I need God to touch me today. I need God to minister to my heart today. If that's you, please just raise your hand this morning. I see you. Yes, 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 yes. The balcony, yes, yes, yes. And even if you didn't raise your hand, let me say this. God sees you. And so, God, I pray this morning over those that raise their hands in desperation that says, God, I need you to move in this circumstance. I need you to move in this situation. I need you to move in my heart. God, I ask that you would break down all of the walls that maybe we have built up to protect ourselves because we don't want to be disappointed any longer. But God, I pray that your love would come in, that you would soften their hearts. God, that they, you, they would begin to commune with you once again, that they would hear your voice, that you would strengthen them as they walk through the process into the promised land whether they see it here or where they, they see it the other side of heaven. God, we say that we trust you. Now strengthen your people today, God, as we look up to you, as we look up to you, as you are our source of strength. Thank you, Lord. And I've got one more prayer, and I can't be up here on Mother's Day or any day, as a matter of fact, without giving this call. Maybe you are here this morning, and you don't even know this God that we've been talking about that you can pray to. This God that answers prayers, that cares, that cries for us, who groans for us. And today you want to make Jesus Lord of your life. Or maybe you're here this morning and you only came because it was Mother's Day and you wanted to make someone happy. But you've been away from the Lord and you need a fresh start. I want you to just raise your hand. And let me pray over you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. So I'm going to have you all pray 
after me the salvation prayer you can repeat after me Lord Jesus forgive me of my sins I repent for all I've done wrong I believe that you died and rose again for me I make you the Lord of my life thank you for loving me thank you for changing me I choose to trust you with every area of my life. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys, can we stand up and celebrate with those who have given their lives to the Lord this morning? Welcome to the family of God. It's out the, these doors and to your left, you'll see guest reception. And uh, we'll be back there with some of our leaders ready to connect with you and greet you and give you a gift for hanging out with us today. We pray you had a happy Mother's Day as, as well. I want to remind you, on this connect card is an opportunity to just say, I made a decision to follow Christ, or I'd like to be baptized, or I want to be in grow track. Whatever you have, listen, friends, this is a good day, but it can be even better if you let this carry on with you at, uh, in this next week and the months to come. So I'm going to dismiss some of our leaders to head back toward uh, this special guest reception that we've prepared for you. You can also text D1TEXT to 84576, and then we'll send you a link to a special uh, booklet called One to One. It'll help you in your journey of faith, okay? We want to help you in your journey of faith. We don't want to just tell you about Jesus. We want to help you to follow him faithfully. So if you want to just text D1WALK to 84576, it'll give you that booklet free of charge. Listen, I want to release you with a blessing. And if you got your spouse with you, just take, your, take their hand. If you got your mama with you, just take her hand. 
and I'm going to release this blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and bring you peace. And may the Lord our God write his name on your heart and declare you're my child. No one can take you from my hand. May you know the love of your Savior that rescued you and loves you with an everlasting love. And may you give that love away to as many people as humanly possible. I bless you to be a blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you give the Lord praise one more time before you go? God bless you. We love you. Have a great rest of your Mother's Day. We'll see you next week. God bless you. You're dismissed.